Welcome to The Digital Couch, a podcast about the ever-changing world of digital. The Digital Couch is brought to you by Value First. The podcast features leading global thinkers and their stories from the world of business, management and marketing. Now here's your host, Shori Gupta. Hello everyone. Today we have with us Mayank Singh. Mayank is head of marketing technology and business transformation at Domino's Pizza Indonesia. Previously he held roles at Smink, Z Entertainment, NDTV and Times Group. Mayank, why don't you say hi to our listeners? Thanks uh, Shore for inviting me at Digital Couch uh, podcast by Value First. I'm delighted as well as excited to be part of this Digital Couch. and yeah hi hello and namaste to all the listeners thanks man all right then let's let's get into it so you've yourself had quite a journey i mean from being a software engineer to moving on to becoming a product manager to a business head and now a marketing head so you've really seen all the rides of a of a roller coaster park tell us mm-hmm. tell us a bit more about it like and how your decisions uh how how do you take these decisions over the years at least professionally okay so so i'll tell you something different so actually i would say that i am not as from a change from a software engineer to the other role hmm. actually i was a hacker in my college days and the really bad one oh i was going to ask you if you were the ethical one but all right <laughs> <laughs> and and the beauty is that i am still a hacker so earlier i used to hack into internet for fun show off explore others privacy etc etc and that was the fun part being i was too childish that time yeah. but now i hack for the businesses right so whatever i do i am best in hacking the way forward so i love exploring i am good with the observations hmm. and which is what makes me the skill to explore new stuff and then how can i channelize them into the use case for a business needs so that has been the core so from my entire journey the, the one thing which has not changed that was my hacking ability from an internet it came into the business hacking nice. so that's what i've been doing other than that if i have to tell you so my journey has been very incredible uh, i'll uh, and i'll give you my hacking examples in in it So after I was a software engineer, one part of the th- thing which I have not mentioned in my resume is or my LinkedIn profile is that I started a small company in Jaipur right. uh, with one of my friends. Hmm. Now uh, and I I was a software engineer, so I kind of was managing projects. So now the, the thing was how to grow your company, and that was my first hack. I did two hacks actually. The first hack is that I went to all the colleges in in the Jaipur area and asked them for uh, and met the placement cell and asked them that uh, I would want to offer internship to the students, which is I will get enough resources which mm-hmm. I need to train them at free cost oh, to okay. get the project done. The second is that uh, I had a lot of my engineering friends who went to US, UK for their for the jobs outside india 
Hmm. So I started contacting them and reaching out to their companies and trying to get projects from them, which they can outsource to India because that back then the outsourcing was on boom. So, so that's how I, I from software engineer went into this. That later decided to take a break uh, and went for my MBA. Nice. From MBA came to uh, join as a project lead in a software development firm. Uh, from there. Uh, used to work with a uh, lot of multiple companies uh, uh, so basically i started with us market and for some reason there was one times groups project which was given to me mm-hmm. by the md of the company and the project was in very bad shape wherein the 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 client was not happy and i was sent as a makeshift uh, resource uh, that project happened to be doing really well and that's where like company md realized that i am very good with the la- managing the lala companies of india <laughs> then <laughs> other than managing the us companies so immediately my most of the projects were immediately assigned to the lala companies uh, uh, and to the uh, the all the big uh, uh, media companies which was uh, times was one of them ndtv was there i happened to work with pvr pvr i remember that uh, it was again a hack project that we got from them i start we started with a pitch of building a facebook mobile application because the facebook facebook not facebook mobile application it was facebook application because back then the facebook application was a new thing in 2008 right and uh, we pitched them that we will build you this application we made it and we submitted the application for the the facebook app uh, developer uh, program which they were running as an award the application got the second prize from facebook which was amounting 1 lakh rupees nice and uh, that time i uh, they, then because of that success we eventually got the whole pvs cinemas e-commerce project and but that was again in in a condition that they asked us to develop the whole uh, revamp the whole site in 14 days because that time this movie ticket booking this movie industry was going through right. a strike and love aajkal i remember the movie that was uh, coming really soon so mm-hmm. the idea was to before that movie comes our e-commerce site should be ready so 14 days we made an e-commerce site live with uh, uh, option to use your visa card for buy one get one ticket <laughs> Wow. Nice. So, yeah, so th- those have been the incredible part and that's what I've been. So I would say the hacking is the another uh, one thing that the speed is the another thing, which I'm always known for right. the speed at which I work, which is uh, one of the example, which I told you is that how we developed the PVS cinema in 14 days. Yeah. And how did the shift happen? Like in terms of marketing as a function i mean even though right now you're doing more than marketing for dominoes you're also looking at technology and business transformation but marketing still been a large part of your day to day activity again correct me if i'm wrong so how did that shift happen from just business to started liking the idea of marketing and storytelling see ma some some one is the marketing my mba was specifically into entrepreneurship and leadership and with a core stream which i took was marketing right. uh, that was one of the attribute which you can associate to it the other is that uh, when i was working with most of my uh, clients and then when I, when i made my shift so i remember when i 
shifted from the Techrity software back then and I joined Times. So at Times, I was working as a product manager. So product manager is a combination of a business guy and, and a tech guy. And, uh, and we happened to launch TechGig. Tech, uh, before that, I was actually working on PeerPower, which was the Indian version of LinkedIn. And, uh, and, uh, and then we came up with the idea of why not to launch TechGig, which is because most of the people in India are uh, IT from the IT industry. So mm-hmm. TechGig would be a kind of uh, a platform which will be more towards the IT guys and, and will serve as a purpose of building the professional networking. Then when we were making that product, as, as a product, then I used to tell uh, and discuss about the idea how we will promote. And I remember my boss, he told me, what are you doing here? You should be doing the marketing. The kind of ideas you are floating to promote the app is a guy, is a job of a marketing guy. So that's, uh, so marketing was always like dear to me in terms of uh, being creative. Hmm. But then it was all learning which happened over over a period of time. So from times I went to NDTV, was a product manager there for all their multiple uh, products, uh, including the cricket app to NDTV, multiple sites like Movie, Khabar, Profit. And then e-commerce was always dear to me from the the things which I saw when I was doing PVR cinemas and the Domino's opportunity came. So Domino's I learned a lot. Uh, so I learned from, I believe in this system of uh, learning and mm-hmm. learning not from, it's a 360 degree uh, mantra, I would say. So my belief is that when you start your learning process, the first learning is do you do is the self-learning. The second learning you do is the learning from your superior. The third learning is you do is the learning from your peers. And the fourth learning you do is the learning from the people who are below you. Because in as you grow in age, your learning capability reduces. And they are the new ones who learn faster than you. Sure. So it's better to start learning from them. Yeah. And, the, and the last point in the learning phase is that you say it's spiritual learning. Because you have learned from everything. Then you are more gutsy in terms of taking decisions. So you, you get to know to achieve that position that you can say it's a spiritual learning. So I've not reached that level. But yeah, I'm still still, still learning from uh, all around me. I learn a lot from the people who report to me. Hmm. Uh, and that has been the case when I was doing multiple change. Uh, so there was team which was being allocated. There were marketing people who were working with me as a cross-functional. And I was always, always learning from them. And hmm. this is those successes. Uh, uh, I, it kept changing into the way I work and the other part was my association with uh, I, I would say I would all I always wanted to be different from the herd like when I was an engineer passed out everyone wanted to be part of a company like Infosys TCS to, uh, as an engineer working there of course I never planned for that okay. I said I don't want to be part of that herd I would want to have to go to an area where there are less engineers let me prove my worth there and then I will climb up. That's, that's pretty cool. In fact, I read something. I'm not sure if this is related, but there's a concept that you really follow called the M5 investor. And from the looks of it, it seemed very interesting if you want to talk more about it. <laughs> yeah. So, so this M5 investor, it's actually a term coined by me. Hmm. 
and if I have to define it, it actually defines me in two ways. So, uh, so, so when you talk about investment, the first thing that comes to your mind is money. But this M is not the one which which I'm talking about, uh, because this is not the only M that you require for the advancement towards your business goals. So the investment in a form of mentoring, motivating, mediating, measuring, mastery, and management. Mm. That's that's what this five M. I really mean that uh, it's required for any business to grow, other than the money. And that's where if someone is looking for that kind of investment, I'm always ready. So that's why I say that I'm the M five investor. <laughs> the other is. Uh, uh, it's a marketing term for from the other perspective because if you see M five, you can write it as M S, and that is my saying. Oh, you're a true marketer then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, lovely. Uh, I also want to ask you a couple of questions on your business part of the journey. I mean. you played a pivotal role especially during your earlier time at dominos with online ordering and it was a concept that was one of the first in india i mean i have great childhood memories from ordering on dominos in fact and i'd love to know the story how did the idea come by sort of challenges you faced and you know how did you put up a team together to create something so innovative like that at least in those days yeah so one thing i would want to clear clarify is mm. that the idea was not mine all right <laughs> uh, and it was neither the dominos india the idea was actually it was something which was learned from the us market so okay. dominos online was there in the us market and there was great learning from there and the learning was because the businesses were happening where the customers were from if you remember from marketplaces to malls to calls and then came the internet next even today if you talk so the chatbot voice bots kiosks aggregator business there are the new avenues where business are expanding uh, to increase their market size so my journey there actually started as a single resource when i was hired so i was the one person lone warrior uh, i would say lone ranger given the task to to build the e-commerce for dominos and that time we were working with the agency who was there for development and there was agency for marketing but as a person responsible for the online ordering it was me and it initially it was a lot of throwbacks from from the people in terms of acceptance because when you do something new uh, there are people who will always come to and, and talk about the mistake so one is that i was lucky that i was part of dominos because they were ready to invest into it uh, they believed in it so i remember when i was new then there was few people they were talking about uh, why do why do we need to do online ordering uh, it creates more problem <laughs> than than increasing our sale so so, so why are we even talking about it and that time i remember my ceo quoted that uh, it's the initial hiccups uh it is long way to go that we need to build this and it will be a revenue generator for us so yeah so the, that's how it started but the uh, from uh, if you have to talk about myself other than my the role of the whole company that was doing so so it was very challenging for me uh when you come as a single resource lot of high expectations are there from you uh, yeah. 
and challenges are, are the ones I, which I love most. So, so for my first job was that uh, how, how to build this up and how to yeah, create a team. So initially, they, the organization, they said that uh, rather than hiring specific people, uh, what we want to do is that let's create a team, uh, which, is, uh, which can be called as the online ordering team. But uh, the team would be from different because the online ordering is not just the technological part. It's also about because there is a dependency on operation. There's a dependency of how the customer service will work, yeah. how the finance would play its role. So you need uh, people from every department. So what I was given was the representatives from every department. None of them used to report to me. They have their functional reporting to their own leaders. And yet I have to get my work done from them. So that was the biggest challenge. Interesting. <laughs> and now when I started working on it, I realized that it's more tougher to make them align because for them, it was not the main business. The main business was still the Domino's selling offline. Okay. So I remember within the six months of time, I had a heated discussion with the that marketing offline team talking about uh, these. Sometimes the site is failing, it crashes. We cannot do uh, big promotions and all that. Right. So, uh, and there was a huge uh, cry over it and there and the whole management came into a call including my ceo cto cio cmo everyone <laughs> that time i told them that uh, look i give me a period of time of 30 days right. let me work on it and i'll assure you that this site will do 100 million in a day with all the campaigns you want to do right. and exactly i took 30 days and after 30 days i went back and i said that Let's do a hundred million sale. Let's create that kind of promotion now to bring the traffic on. And uh, I remember that uh, that time uh, uh, we tried to generate the traffic, and the hundred million was not achieved. But the but the site didn't fall. Now then then my my sarcastic comment was yeah, bus itna hi kar sakte the tum log. <laughs> yeah, but then that was a market situation also because the market was slow that time. But uh, the later the next month again we tried, we achieved hundred million. We crossed it. Wow. Then the second month again we tried, we achieved more than that. And then again the next month we achieved more than that. So this is hundred million rupiah I am talking about, which is one crore. Hmm. Uh, now there I saw an opportunity. First is that if you have done something and you have achieved it, then not to forget to claim it because if you're not claiming it everyone is going to forget it so what i did was i create i ordered a six kg cake mm. and wrote one crore one crore one crore three times on it mm. and send it into the mancom meeting which was happening with all the all the head of the departments in there nice. and and then i was called uh, what is this for so i told them this is the reason i promised we delivered and that's the cake for the celebration and uh, then that cake was distributed um, in the whole office with the tag on that the Odo achieved this number mm. now what did it do it helped me create my cross-functional team more aligned to me so when i did that immediately everyone started to claim being part of that success that oh, i was also associated i was also associated you would not believe a legal person said that when you wrote that mail 
that you were thanking every department for their role in this you didn't thank legal i was there for your legal <laughs> agreements <laughs> for more yeah so so then i and that that that's i took it as a, as a positive sign and i created a name for our, our team which was digital commerce team because i said that i will not restrict myself to only being into the online ordering Mm-hmm. we'll move on towards the mobile application so we were the first one to launch the mobile application then i said that we will move into the kiosk business and later we even went into the voice ordering uh, trials right. uh, with nuance so so named it as digital uh, uh, commerce team printed t-shirt gave to everyone that you are the part of the team team i belong to <laughs> and they were all proud to be my my team member rather and they were reporting to their own functional boss but the things changed now they wanted to be part of the success and they wanted to support me yeah. so that's how it changes the journey in terms of the my biggest challenge it later i i was able to align everyone on on my side and then we, we then, the, then then the task became more easier and i was given more people to recruit on the technological front i started aligning to all the the marketing team with the several function in it mm-hmm. later my the reporting was into the technology team so they changed my reporting and made me because i was looking from the business perspective they moved in me into the marketing side and so that's how my journey went in into the in, into the dominos uh from challenges to to the fun that's that's very interesting uh would you also want to talk a bit about the industry as a whole i mean given the fact that not just dominoes you've been involved with food tech as an industry before as well mm-hmm. and how food and tech as a combination has become an industry of itself now which we obviously call food tech and how is how has it evolved over the years and where are we today and what are the kind of things that we can think of looking at in the coming days so i i would say just it's not just food and technology mm. uh, or a food tech because the technology in today's world plays an important role in every business yeah you are talking about food tech then there are uh, uh, ad tech and and what not even if you see it's not just with the business it's also with respect to the departments like a marketing team or an hr team has their own technological needs today the technological team are also looking for technological solution to recruit to predict whether he will fit into the culture or not basis the data inputs that they capture and there are solutions uh, available for that that's hr tech so yeah. so the technology is playing a role which every business and departments are adopting but i would want to go back uh, specifically for the dominos pizza and would like to quote our dominos ex ceo uh mr patrick doyle the 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 ceo from the dominos international mm-hmm. he once said that dominos pizza is not a pizza company it is a technology company company which is selling pizzas so so that has been the involvement of uh, technology for dominos kind of business uh, they believe that the technology is what driving their business and they are focusing more on technology and which is helping them sell more pizzas so if you talk about the kind of advancement which has happened in technology front that has been utilized is it start with the online ordering then you talk about gps driver tracking which is iota yeah. then you're talking about uh, forecasting of supplies at the store 
that how much would you need based on the season based on your past historical orders that's also technology even deciding a new store location before you sign up the agreement to forecast how much it is going to add up as a revenue and in what year it will be profitable and whether it is the right deal or not is with basis the various data parameter which are available is also a technology which today today we all experience and we use it right having said that i would say that one thing which has not happened and which which i wanted to be a part of my journey with gorb uh, i have not spoken about gorb in and so the gorb uh, so gorb was a food tech which we started with z entertainment uh, it was funded by z and uh, and that's where i wanted to differentiate that the technology and that's that's the area which i think today also no one has done so far so when you talk so gob was a i i scored that gob was a food aggregator it a true food aggregator because if you talk about aggregators like zomato swiggy and all they are not food aggregators they are restaurant aggregators why restaurant aggregator because you go and choose your restaurant and then you end up choosing food that's how the journey is Correct. So it's it's how so you you are aggregating restaurants, but when I say food aggregator, it has to be like you are buying food on Amazon. You see the food, select the food, and then you see who is the supplier and make a choice. So your journey is starting with food, and then you end up seeing the supplier. So that is the food aggregator journey. Given that, no one is doing that, but it has more to do when it comes to the more data driven analytics that can be used. So. so uh, uh, so the vision for gov was that we will build a system with collecting the data in form of the data ex- which is external like what is the weather right now when you made an order what was the day of the month what was the season autumn winter spring uh, what was the time was it raining that time or what was the day of the week and what's your own uh, demography and all that can, data that can be external and your historical behavioral data which you are the that kind of food that you have been ordering right. and you marry them and then you make a predictive system which is like sit you're sitting uh, on your laptop it starts to rain and the system says that your samosas are just 5 minutes away should i place it for you that this system is what i wanted i had a vision for uh, gor to build unfortunately uh that didn't picked up in terms of uh, going to that level uh, uh, we were far from there but uh, and it had its own reason uh, however it was good learning for me but uh, the that's something which i still think is possible and uh, sometime it will come by some of the innovative companies will uh, bring it up and especially uh, the companies in the food tech domain nice that's the that idea sounds very interesting by the way i hope it gets implemented someday yeah all right uh can we also try and insert the most typical happenings of 2020 into this dynamics i mean with what's with what covid-19 has brought food also has happens to be one of the industry that's been impacted very adversely but if i were to look at the positive side did it actually did you see that it, it's speeding up the digital transformation process in the industry as a result and if yes what has been the again a typical word new normal of the industry yeah. 
Yeah, it's actually impacted to every businesses. Um, this COVID nineteen uh, largely to the hospitality, restaurant, food, travel. Uh, the only one which uh, which gained from this has been the OTT gaming and the online communication businesses like Zoom we are talking on. <laughs> uh, uh, but coming up to specifically to my industry, uh, uh, so so they so if I if you talk about Domino's, so the uh, in Indonesia ma- market I would talk about currently because I'm in Indonesia. So yeah. our delivery business uh, uh, has improved uh, compared to what it used to be. So there was an increase in it because uh, people there was a lockdown. People were not allowed to go out. Uh, so there was an, an increase, a slight increase in the delivery business, and which was because uh, of one thing we were lucky of. And I call ourselves as a superheroes, as right. Spidermans, yeah. because we are friendly neighborhood stores. So the malls were closed, the neighborhood stores were not, and Domino's most of the stores were neighborhoods. <laughs> so. As a Spider-Man, we were still delivering the food, so that's why the delivery business got a surge. But uh, having said that, uh, there was an impact on the dining business and the carry-out business, hmm. uh, and the impact which was there on both those kind of business were on the surge in the delivery business was not able to oh, to make up for what we were losing on the in those channels. Yeah. Having said that. Uh, the other is the delivery impact was also because of the support of our Avenger friends, Crab <laughs> <laughs> and Gojek, <laughs> so in the in the in the market. Um, so, but yeah, so when it comes to the delivery transformation process in the market, that has improved. So the adoption of uh, uh, the deliver the digital transformation, I saw there has been rapid increase from the time when the lockdown was. Uh, so, for example, I will give you example in retail front. There were many of these stores who were, who were never digital savvy. Immediately, they switched on to uh, taking orders from WhatsApp uh, by implementing um, a chat agent on it. And every store, you can make one person say it, who's taking the orders and, and managing the whole offline process manually uh, of delivery. But yeah, they immediately, that transformation started. There were a lot of uh, digital companies who came up with the solutions, pitch, started pitching about how they can help you target the right customers. Uh, they will use your data to help you target uh, and do the marketing automations. So that has so that has triggered and it has become the buzzword. Also, people adoption towards them increased because when when you are bound to not be able to do anything. You would always look for a survey which go with your survival instinct to try something. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure whether you know or not, but I have recently written a complete article on new normal in retail on yeah. my site, which is myingsing.com. Mm. And I hope uh, it could be a good detailed read for many who are interested. Uh, having said that, uh, if uh, if someone is looking for an answer that uh, how and what this digital transformation can lead to, what is the right digital transformation that needs to be adopted? So, so there is no actual, uh, actual answer to it because yeah. uh, it would be more based on your business needs and and the kind of uh, uh, experiments, try trials, learnings that you would get from it. And this is that you need to decide what to scale and what not to scale will decide that what new normal would be or what is the digital right transformation that you need to take. So 
so so the adoption has become very easy because it's it's very easy to now convince to management that let's go for it and because they are also seeing it as a light in the at, at the end of the tunnel they would want to adopt for it yeah. but uh, the one point of caution is that you have to not fully go for it you need to see from a perspective of uh, doing certain experiment poc trial and take the learning from it and if it is working for you then scale it hmm. oh, that's fair i mean i get that how it's organization to organization and industry to industry i mean this concept concept of new normal but uncertainty has been i mean it's been a driving factor for most of the businesses to an extent and there are things that say you as brand marketing can play a role in these particular times there are things that sales can do there are things that maybe your technology department can do but if i would spe- specifically talk about brand marketing like what is this team's focus on during these days is it's about talking more about say contactless delivery as an example or is it more towards still trying to create a brand and have that trust within the consumers you rightly said so the brand marketing is one is that it is always important hmm. for just one simple reason which you have rightly coined is trust yeah so during these uncertain times the trust in the brand is what you can leverage like uh, we started with the contactless delivery or the contactless carry out yeah. and talking about the hygiene standard of ingredients that we use is just to reassure the trust in the brand mm-hmm. so people are going to trust your brand and more they want to experience because they trust in you yeah. and if you can keep focus and 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 that has been done by a lot of the companies not uh, not just in uh, in my case it's it's been done by i think almost all the qsrs uh, talking about what kind of uh, hygiene practices they are doing even for sales zomato has been all, i i saw they they added the flag into their app and then to against every restaurant yeah. and reaching out to the restaurant that uh, that should be highlighted and will do a uh, audit uh, to give you those uh, flags uh, which is with the Q- qsr specifically even for i'll give you an example for a mall business uh, in in indonesia there is a mall called senayan city mall and they opened the uh, they were about to, when the malls were about to open as a new normal was uh, like likely to be slightly deteriorated with respect to the strict norms mm-hmm. so they started releasing the videos showcasing that how their mall is safe from a person being monitored by temperature check to the how the lifts doesn't require uh, to press the button it's more uh, uh, from just the gesture which you which you will take your hands near to it and it will understand that you need to go up or need to go down nice. uh, from a parking ticket you don't need to press the button you just your wave your hand it will give you parking ticket uh, and while paying you just need to use your card which is more uh, cashless kind of payment going to in within the lift the buttons from this uh, from from uh, the left hand side has gone on to the floor with pedals to press which floor you want to go uh, all that they demonstrated to ensure and the bring as a trust in the brand which is the sanan city mall that uh, uh, they sh- they wanted to showcase and they released as a video so as a brand marketer you need to see from the perspective of how can you gain the trust in those uncertain times hmm. which is where the people 
will be willing to experience you because they have believed in the trust which you have demonstrated right very very true actually in fact that's something that we as a brand marketing team are also trying to focus most of our energies on but yeah. what also this process did was speeded the fourth industrial revolution uh, revolution as people call it like with especially chatbots and marketing automation coming into the ecosystem and in fact we as an organization seen that speed up during the last 3 months and be, would you also want to add something to it like how chatbots and automation tools have just benefited the ecosystems as a whole first is uh, sure i would love the term to set forth industrial revolution yeah or i would say you are saying it's the bot era <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a marketer at the end of the day. I'm supposed to use these words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they. I personally believe they are the future. Uh, but uh, there is so there is still a lot of need them to be evolved. Uh, specifically, when it comes to ad- adoption, like uh, example, in case of a chatbot, the most of the implementation which I saw from the market is that they are trying to just copy and marry the online ordering towards the chatbot. Right. which is which is what the chatbots are not meant for the chatbots are meant for the conversations if you are going to just copy the behavior and the same customer experience that you get on online ordering on a chatbot then why are you building a chatbot the was the online ordering not enough right so so that has been, that has been the case which i saw i co believe that uh, every such platform has their own merits like a chatbot does not need a explore menu option for for a use in a food tech it requires you to give you the suggestion mm-hmm. in, uh, to make a purchase like how you interact with a csr when you go to uh, to a counter uh, and and hold you instead of guessing what you want want yeah so he would come up with the recommendations or or the right kpi for a chatbot should be how many queries is he able to convert into an order that's the kpi that should be seen Mm-hmm. because it's more about the conversations so that's that's the area i think the chatbots have future it will move towards that direction and in fact uh, uh, i'm also trying to work on that area wherein i don't really replicate my online ordering behavior to a chatbot that mm-hmm. you are able to do the same thing explore menu select product and place an order mm-hmm. uh, rather than i would want to make it more exploratory wherein uh, people should come up and the question sh- and the interaction should be in a way which is asking you uh, uh like oh, for how many sizes of how many people are you ordering for what are you looking for is it the the non veg pizzas and all and then i came up with through the combo uh, suggestions that why don't you use it it's a, a value deal for you which uh, which is enough for four people that you are looking for so th- those kind of conversations creating and uh, converting into an order is is where i see the chatbot the other is lot of people come with a query and uh, and the handling which is replacing the current system of talking right. uh, how many faqs you can build is okay but how many interactive faqs you can build is what uh, would define you as the true bot behavior i remember a example from uh, michigan tires uh, mr michigan uh, uh, on their website in which you, when you ask him the idiotic questions like uh, are you married so the response used to be i no i'm single but still looking <laughs> so 
so that's more intelligent kind of bot uh, i would say and and when, when once you have those kind of conversations so so the whole part of that emotional attachment which you normally get to see from when you order uh, when we say that he is the right salesman because he was emotional in, and had the empathy while dealing with me that same behavior is when is given to a bot and it can respond that way i think that's that's the the evolution of the bot that is going to be uh, there and that's what i look for got what you're saying we'll also make sure that our sales teams are aware of this <laughs> uh jokes about i mean before i close i actually want to do a sort of a last question with you and you got to answer this without thinking much it's a request so the question is what is your favorite and least favorite thing about being in this ecosystem ecosystem as in the food tech food retail like whatever you want to call it okay so my favorite thing is one is that i am a foodie <laughs> the second thing is i love technology okay. I, have, i have addiction to it uh that's that's the favorite part uh, least favorite um, it's hard uh, to say but one of the thing is that i have gained lot of weight whenever i have been part of a food tech <laughs> so, so so that has been there but i have become lot health conscious i have reduced my around 11 kg of weight wow. i do more more exercise these days mm-hmm. yeah but uh, if jokes apart if i have to say a least favorite um, i would say that uh, uh, i want to do more of a tech innovations uh, into the food tech but most mm-hmm. of the food industry is uh, largely roi driven and mm-hmm. that takes off the whole uh, part of uh, opportunity of risk taking ability that's always oh. on the question uh, that's the least favorite part uh, otherwise uh, the, f- the food and technology they both serve uh, make makes me attached to this industry so far <laughs> all right on the note of thanking you for making me remind of food early in the evening i, I want to take this opportunity to thank you for the for being on this podcast and answering all the all the questions that i had and taking us through your journey telling us more about the industry as a whole thank you so much uh, thanks shorya i i actually love this interaction it reminded me of my past hmm. and i hope uh, the listeners would have also had a interesting good takeaways from our discussion uh, and it might be of some use to someone yeah Thanks for joining us this time on the Digital Couch. Make sure to visit our website vfirst.com where you can subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, do write to us at the digital couch at vfirst.com. Be sure to tune in to our next episode. See you.